We start this evening with an exclusive North Carolina's best-known politician in the pulpit, a fiery speaker who has Democrats setting their hair on fire because of all the blunt comments he's made about abortion and homosexuality. We're talking, of course, about Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson, who officially declared on Saturday he is running for governor. 54 years old, if elected, Robinson would be North Carolina's first black governor. Now, many conservatives and evangelicals love Robinson because of his no-nonsense approach. He frequently speaks in churches, calling the gay lifestyle sinful, not approved by God. Makes me sick every time I see it when I pass a church that flies that, that rainbow flag, which is a direct, a direct spit in the face to God Almighty. And if this nation does not stop it, this nation is going to be in trouble. That was Mark Robinson last month at a church in Mooresville. But Robinson insists his biblical views will not keep him from serving all people if he is elected governor. He has also spent a lot of time talking about explicit books in public schools. I'm the guy that's trying to get pornography out of our schools. That was last October. Robinson called a press conference to show graphic books that displayed naked boys engaging in gay sex acts. He says books available in the schools. You can look at this and clearly see that this is quite possibly and probably is child pornography being presented to our children. I challenge Attorney General Josh Stein, who should be looking at this issue because this is a legal issue. Again, that was last October, but now Robinson is running against Democrat Josh Stein in the governor's race. Stein and his fellow Democrats say Mark Robinson's views are dangerous. So this is going to be quite a race for governor. Today I got to spend a few minutes with Robinson and ask him about all of that. Well, Mr. Robinson, thank you for joining us. Uh, Josh Stein put out a fundraising letter yesterday asking for money because he says you are a dangerous extremist. He says you're anti-gay, anti-science, anti-Semitic. That's a lot of name-calling in one letter. How do you respond to that? Uh, I respond to that by saying this. We had our uh, announcement on Saturday, but what I laid out for the people of North Carolina was a vision of how I uh, love and support them and have confidence in them and want to work with them to make North Carolina better. I didn't stand on that stage and talk about Josh Stein. I didn't stand on that stage and talk about anyone else. I stood on that stage and made my case why we're running for governor and what we intend to do to partner with them to make this state better. Perhaps Josh Stein should have done that as attorney general, and maybe he would have done a better job. Josh Stein was an ineffective uh, attorney general. He's been an ineffective attorney general. He hasn't stood up for the people of North Carolina. He hasn't stood up for law and order in this state, and I doubt that he'll do it if he's governor. So all that stuff he's saying is going to fall on deaf ears because we're going to go out and meet the people of North Carolina down on the ground, talk to them, ask them what we need, and then tell them how we intend to deliver for them and get things done. You've taken a lot of heat for things you've said about books and schools that promote the LGBTQ lifestyle. We've done story after story here on WBT about dirty books in the Charlotte Mecklenburg schools. You have called such material filth. Is that a message you still plan to hit hard on the campaign? Absolutely. We plan to do everything that we can to purge those materials from our school systems. Because let me be clear, this is the United States of America. We're a constitutional republic. We're not a theocracy. People have the right to their lifestyles. People have the right to view pornography, quite frankly, if they want to, if it's legal. But what you don't have the right to do is present those objectionable materials to minor children. 
And you certainly don't have the right to do that in the classroom behind the parents' backs or without the parents' permission, or quite frankly, even with the parents' permission, because by our laws, that's illegal. So we're going to do everything we can to keep those objectionable materials out of the classroom and get back to what we need in education. And what do we need in education? We need excellence and discipline. That's what we need. We need safety and security in, in education. And we need to teach our children what they need to succeed. Starts with reading, writing, and mathematics, and then it moves up through everything else. And we need to get back to the mission of education. The mission of education is not social engineering. The mission of education is to teach children what they need to have once they leave the classroom. That doesn't include presenting them with these objectionable materials, and we're going to continue to fight against that. It's interesting you say that. We had a group of black ministers here in Charlotte with a press conference yesterday because we're looking for a new superintendent here, and they're not happy with the process because they want a superintendent that will focus on improving test scores and reading and writing and arithmetic. That's exactly right. People want excellence in the schools. We want to see our children reading uh, proficiently. We want them to, to move into the sciences. We want them to move into the trades. We want our children to be prepared for the workforce. We want our children to be prepared for building careers and families. We don't want our children sitting in classrooms learning about these highly objectionable, highly adult topics that even many adults don't understand. And for the life of me, I can't figure out why we can't seem to get these activists out of the way so we can put educators up front. That's exactly what we need to do. It's not about hating anybody's lifestyle. It's not about disagreeing with anyone's lifestyle. What it's about is a fundamental question. Does it belong in the classroom? And the answer is no. You know, I've covered politics here in North Carolina for about 30 years. A lot of politicians talk about their background. You know, my mom was a hard worker. She always told me to tell the truth. Mm -hmm. You've gone a lot beyond that. I mean, you've been very transparent. You've talked about your bankruptcies, your struggles to make ends meet. You've even talked about an abortion you once paid for years ago you regret. How's that level of transparency gone over, and why is it important to put all of that out there? You know, I'm going to be completely honest with you. It's not about how it goes over with people. What it's about is about telling people the truth. It's about telling people the truth about who you are and how you got to where you are. And more importantly for me, what it's about is in inspiring people and telling them, you can turn your life around. You can bounce back from your mistakes. You can come back from your difficulties. Sure, it takes a lot of struggle, but you can do it. And my wife and I, we've been through those struggles. We've overcome those struggles. And we share that story with people because we know there are so many others out there who have. And we want those folks to know that all hope is not lost. You can do it. I did it. We can all do it. Plus, we can take those experiences as well and translate them into the, to the job that we're seeking, the job that we're in now and the job that we're seeking in the future. And we can, that can help us to craft the legislation necessary to help people in, in those situations when they are trying to do better. So what would you say to people who go, I don't know, he's, he's so blunt, he might be just too much of a flamethrower? Well, you know, it, it, it's, it's all about being able to say the right thing. Sometimes it just takes one person to speak up and say what everybody else is thinking. And, you know, they may not adopt your ideas, and they might not necessarily agree with you, but it gets the conversation started in earnest. And when good folks with good intentions get the conversation started in earnest, we always find great solutions. And that's what it's all about, being bold enough to speak up and speak your opinion, but at the same time being willing to listen to the other person's opinion. Bring that person to the table and have that open, honest dialogue to people 
in search of great solutions. That's what we want. So to those people, that's what I would say. You're saying you're not anti-gay or anti-Semitic. Absolutely. Absolutely not. We don't shun anyone's lifestyle. You know, there's a difference between my First Amendment uh, constitutional right to speak my truth in church and my uh, obligation as an elected official to protect everyone's constitutional rights. I'm bound by that same God who ordains these positions to protect people's constitutional rights, and that's what we're going to do. Well, last question. If you're elected, what's the first thing, top issue you want to tackle? The very first thing we're going to do, and I've already promised the law enforcement agents across this state that we're going to do it. If I'm elected, we're going to hold a press conference. We're going to call sheriffs, police chiefs, FBI, state troopers, all of them. They're all coming to the mansion. We're going to have a press conference, and we're going to tell the people of North Carolina that law and order is back in style in this state. We're not going to tolerate the crime that we're seeing all across the country. We're not going to tolerate the crime that we've been seeing in some of our major cities around here. We're going to make sure that here in North Carolina people are safe and secure. Families can, can, can grow up. Folks can uh, be secure in their persons and their property. And, and the men and women in blue will be supported from the very top. Well, I certainly appreciate your time. I hope we can talk again as the campaign rolls on. You got it. Yes, sir. Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson, clear he's going to say what he thinks, and he's running for governor against Josh Stein. He is the most likely GOP candidate to win the primary. There is one other Republican in the race, State Treasurer Dale Falwell, but given Robinson's huge popularity among conservatives, not likely that Falwell will win much support.